Educational. Engaging. Opportunity. Inspiring. Successful. Thrive. The Cast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Cast. We are a podcast by students for students with the purpose of sharing stories and experiences from professionals about the path that they took to higher education. My name is Lauren Dahl, and I'm the communications assistant here at Cooks Rise and your host for today. I am sitting down with Jacqueline Hildago Mendez, and she is the site coordinator for Michigan State University. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Jacqueline. Thank you for having me. We are going to be diving into lots of topics today. We're going to be talking about kind of breaking the status quo within your family in terms of education. We're going to be talking a lot about mental health and what that means um, when you go into higher education, kind of how to keep that a top priority and whatnot. But before we dive into everything, Jacqueline, can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, and where you're at now? Of course. Um where to start okay well i guess i can go ahead and start with um the fact that i'm from i grew up in a very small town in central washington i grew up in quincy and i can also go ahead and share that my mom and dad divorced when i was about eight so my dad wasn't really around um much after that until later on in life we kind of got reconnected but yeah so i i think that i can go ahead and share that you know, as far as my educational background. My family very much didn't know about college. I didn't even know about college, um, much less Washington State University. Um, I think that kind of stems from my mom having little to no expectations of me really going um, to pursue my, sec- my secondary education after high school. Um, either that or I think that because of my older sister and where she was at she really wanted to she ended up going to community college and then um, ultimately you know getting married settling down starting her family and I think that that was really the pathway that my mom really wanted me to go to but what did she know that I really ended up wanting to go to college and um, college however wasn't really a possibility for me until I was kind of more so a junior Mm -hmm. and that's when I learned about WSU from WSU's college assistance bank grant program so camp and their recruiter that came to my high school and ended up talking to me more about WSU camp within WSU and really was that person who encouraged me to apply and then was a really huge resource to me after that as well um he, his name was Junior, or JR, encouraged me to attend CASH as well, which is the Children of Aslan Sharing Higher Education, and it's a leadership conference that's put, um, that's put on by Mecha, the WSU, and that's led to encourage Latinx high school students to really pursue higher education. So I ended up going to WSU, fell in love with the campus, and applied, went from there, um, to pursue my master's and my PhD and that has all somehow led me um, here to my position as a housing coordinator for the Washington State Coalition Against Domestic Violence. 
That's incredible and very, very packed. Um, we went through your whole life story in three minutes there. Um, so, so thank you for sharing. I do know that a huge part of your story um, in your transition from high school to higher education was talking to your family about your goal to attend college and specifically having that conversation with your mom. Um, and I would yeah. love to kind of dive deeper into this and how this went for you um, and what you could say on the other side of it now to maybe students who are in the same position today. Yeah, so my family as a whole, um, my mom and my siblings were really, really, I guess I can say as supportive as they knew how to be or as they understood how to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately on my end, they didn't really understand much about the process. So. Going to a university, being the first one to leave my little town um, from my family was was really a big step for my whole family as a whole. Um, I really approached the situation, I guess, by telling my mom actually that I was going to college even before I knew that I was or wasn't, mm-hmm. even before I applied. And I told her that I was going to be leaving um, in August. And I think I had told her around August of the year before. Yeah. Um, and this way, I was able to have a conversation really early on, and that's how I approached it. Um, it was it was the beginning of many conversations that I was hoping would really make her feel more comfortable with the idea. And I also, I guess, I just thought that the worst that could happen was that I ended up staying and going to um, a community college and doing that, but. Because she didn't know anything about college or the process of going to college or anything like that, she really was against it, I can say. And so I had to really remember that I that because I was the first, um, that this was very foreign to her, and it was something that brought her a lot of uncertainty and a lot of anxiety. So mm-hmm. I I remember telling myself that I had to also be patient in that process with helping her, but. Um, again, the campus leader really helped me navigate that conversation with my mom and um, even came and was able to talk to my mom about how grants work, how scholarships go, how the assistance that camp themselves provide and the potential that was there for Washington State University. Um, so that was so helpful. Yeah, no, I I can imagine and I can personally relate to um, being the first to um, kind of embark on that whole journey. It's a lot of information and something that was very um, extensive discussion for me and my family as well, just because there's so many moving facets when you think about, you know, moving away from home for the first time, paying for college, scholarships for college, are you going to get into college? All of those things, it, it leads to so many different discussions and can be really challenging when you don't have that background knowledge. And so that's why it's so incredible that you had the help of the um, uh, recruiting college team that you did and whatnot. And um, college recruiters are just so useful in that situation. We are so thankful for them. Um, But kind of talking, you know, diving into that conversation with your mom a little bit deeper, what advice would you say on the other side of it now, of course, that you we can take um, when we go to maybe have hard conversations like these yeah um 
I think that first and foremost, I do want to acknowledge um, just how difficult high school years can be. Yeah. Um, you know, just trying to understand yourself, try, um, maybe with the possibility of having all of these feelings of pressure to really know and to decide what you want to do. So I think some breath, some advice that I can have um, yeah. for sure is to just take some really deep breaths and know know ultimately that you can't make a decision for your or a wrong decision for yourself you know um i think that high school students are getting ready to enter this new chapter in their lives um so ultimately remember that you're going to have to live with the consequences of every decision they have to make and that's not to add a lot of pressure but it's i guess me trying to tell you or tell the students that are listening that um you have to remember that you're going to be making these decisions for yourself and these decisions are really decisions that are going to um that you want or i should say you want to make decisions that are going to be making you happy and just to always remember your why when you're having these difficult conversations and it's okay um to make mistakes it's okay to, as long as that you learn from them it's okay to not know how to do things or how to you know navigate these conversations with your parents um i think that's something that was really helpful for me is that i did reach out to help for help i reached out um to that recruiter um for camp and they were so so helpful for me i don't know i don't know how i would have done it without them but um just be very proactive in that and be curious i i'd say yeah i love your mention about how um can't make a wrong decision for yourself you know like Mm -hmm. what decision you make for yourself will be the right one that was a huge pressure for me um when I was you know looking at schools as a high school student and looking at you know the next four years I was so so worried that there was one right answer and then you know Mm -hmm. x amount of wrong answers um and so I can attest to that as well to students listening that there is not just one right answer for you and, you know, wherever you end up or um, in any school you end up and you will have so much learning and growing opportunity there um, that it'll all work out to be okay. Just kind of to relieve some of that stress. It was a huge pressure for me feeling that um, when I was going through absolutely yeah um well i love that we've um dived into this a little bit and i hope that any students who are feeling kind of similar or maybe in the same boat um can reach out to their college recruiters or mentors or guidance counselors and kind of work through these conversations that they might be having at home when discussing different opportunities when talking about higher education. Um, But Mm -hmm. let's talk about um, some advice that you may have. Is there anything specific that you would like to share with any students listening today as far as the journey to college? Yeah, I think that just piggybacking off of all of that, um, again, just a reminder, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, And then also, I think that's something that was really uh, weighing heavy on my heart as a high school student was absolutely being so confused about what to study or what to um, declare my major in. Like, I I think that I had to, I had, I was putting pressure on myself really to 
make the decision and it's okay to not know yeah um because i'll let everybody in on a little secret most people change their majors way more than one <laughs> several, time several <laughs> several times <laughs> absolutely you know and I, I even ended up switching my major i think it was my junior year second semester and i was fine um mm-hmm. i had to work a lot harder and i did take some summer classes and stuff but i still graduated on time so it's not impossible um, and then another note on that, um, don't pick something to study because there is a certain outcome that um, you're kind of looking for. And I, I remember some advice that I received also from one of the camp, um, I think, instructors when I was a camp student. Um, and they told me to not choose something, if you knew, to choose a major that if you knew you were going, this is, sounds really dark. <laughs> but, this example yeah. just kills me every time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get lighthearted. Um, as lighthearted as you can do, as you can get it. But um, if you had to choose a, a major or something to study that you, if you knew you were going to die the day after graduation, you'd still be happy you decided to study it. And it rang so many bells for me because I had decided on a major that I didn't really like. I ended mm-hmm. up thinking, I thought that it was going to get me to a specific point of time or I think that I had to just to choose this because it meant that I can apply to grad school for other things. And yeah. at the end of the day, I ended up selecting my major and I absolutely loved what I studied um, for the last couple of years that I was there at WSU. So that's, that's some incredible advice well well, and I have to say too um I think that several of us kind of have this notion that college is something you just have to get through I'm like you just have to do it so you can get the degree so you can get the job and that's personally in my personal opinion that's so not the case like there's so much more opportunity for you in those four years of your undergrad to you know try so many different things and meet so many different people and expand your mind and you know absolutely there's so much pressure huh yeah and so unnecessary I mean I, I don't know to students listening like just don't set yourself up for four years of classes that you're just gonna dread like it just takes so much out of you when you're in a class that you're not like that you hate to be in it it really does so so you know really dive into something you're passionate about or that you love learning about it makes a huge difference in your overall um like time time yes and i promise you everybody's journey is different everybody's like it's not a linear path you're going to go through ups mm-hmm. and downs and the bad times are going to be are going to make the good times so much worth yeah, it like be a couple of turns in there <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um so yeah just do i think that i can also say that something that was very significant for me um because i went to a university alone basically i didn't know anybody um that was going to my high school when i very first started college and so uh, the only kind of support system that i had entering college um was the camp the college assistance migrant grant program mm-hmm. and the because the, the recruiter didn't even work at the campus so i didn't even have jr anymore um so just i think it's so important to find that support system and it doesn't even need to be a lot of people mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't have to be specific people I think that there's so much beauty in having a variety 
uh, you know, even family, friends, um, teachers, if you want to keep um, teachers from high school or make um, some relationships in, or something like that with professors, you know, counselors, different people can offer different kinds of support. And now the beauty with technology is that it's so easy, or it can be, um, that much more easier to have these communicate these ways to communicate and to keep in touch and to provide that sense of community. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot not... Yeah, yeah. No, no, totally. And it's really not about um, the amount at all, but the people make your college experience. I can totally attest to that. And, you know, meeting my best friends and my support system here, the the people that I've gotten to know totally make the last four years for me. So we can only encourage nothing but um, meeting people, finding groups, clubs, organizations that you want to be a part of to continue to meet people in for sure. Yeah. So um, I know that the scholarship hunt was a big part of your journey, as it is all of ours. <laughs> We've all yeah. gathered our own little scholarship secrets along the way. Um, but do you have any specific scholarship little tidbits for us that students can apply as they're applying for scholarships this season? I will share with you my secret master project. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. But you can you can even kind of um, adapt it to other kind of um, application processes um, for after even scholarships, whether yeah. it's graduate school if you decide to go there, or even jobs yeah. um, searching towards. So what I did as a high school student, and I don't know how I came up with this idea, but I went into my counselor's office and I got. Because back then, I don't know how they do it now, back then they had all of the scholarships printed and so you can get like different copies of um, the scholarships. So I went and I looked through the file system and I got every single scholarship application that I was eligible for. And then after that, I arranged all the scholarships by their due date and that's when I kind of mentally was like, okay, I'm only going to be focusing on one scholarship at a time. Mm -hmm. And after that, um, I'll move on to the next one. So mm -hmm. what I ended up finding out um, after kind of reviewing all of the scholarships, and at first I was very overwhelmed, but then I kind of realized that some of the scholarships required the same things, you know, whether it was a resume or a personal statement. Yeah. Um, what I did was I took... Um, a good amount of time. I don't necessarily remember how much, but I took a good chunk of time and I worked on what I had thought or what I think was a good personal statement. And, you know, I included everything on the personal statement that they kind of asked for. I think it's like your background, your story, um, and what you want to do in the future. And I worked on that. And I got, I ended up asking I think my English teacher, my um, just different people around me that um, for feedback on it and to fix grammatical errors, anything like that, yeah. so that I can kind of help make it more stronger. And then um, I was able to kind of adapt it and kind of make little changes to every for to make it specific to each scholarship and kind of embellished it with um, different details that maybe the scholarship was asking or anything like that. And then I was able to submit them. And I submitted 
oh, I want to say, I mean, maybe 20 applications. I submitted it all to all of them. I don't even know if I was eligible for, for all of them, but I think that there was some where I was like, mm, maybe I am. I'll just apply anyways. And yeah. I had a good amount. Um, and with that, I wasn't able, or I didn't have to take out loans for college. And I think that that's, that's so huge. important. Because if you can avoid loans, absolutely try to make that your goal um and right now um i'm not really sure how the scholarship application process goes but if that's that and by any means if that's doable do it don't don't yeah and another thing is try to apply for them as early as possible and that's kind of also just to get it out of your way and so that you don't have to crunch on time and have all that additional pressure on you um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That is such a great way to organize um, how you can submit your applications because it can be very overwhelming to look at, you know, sc- like scholarships in general. There's so many. They're all so um, specific. They're all so different. And, um, you know, exactly as you said, you didn't really know if you were eligible or not or, you know, what was going on there so um just having those like bare bones of applications that you can adjust for each scholarship so when it was time you could just you know boom 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 and fill out the application and it didn't become a huge time consumption out of every single day um so that yeah. is something that every student can totally take and, and just as you said too um this is so useful for job applications or other school applications or or whatnot as soon as you have those you know essentials you can adapt to um the application specifically mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i think that that is something that students can tactically apply if they are a little confused as to where to start on the whole scholarship search and whatnot. Um, but thank you for sharing. I, I always love the scholarship tips. I think they're so useful. <laughs> um, so let's kind of switch gears a little bit. I want to dive into mental health. This is something that's really important to you and something that I personally definitely felt um, when I started college. It can be really easy to get overwhelmed when you start university and it can be especially easy to kind of let your mental health take like a backseat when you're prioritizing school and this new environment, new people, new deadlines, um, and all of the transition that goes goes along with um, going off to college and whatnot. So let's kind of dive into this a little bit. Um, I know you have a strong opinion on this. What's your take? Yeah, so I I think that the reason why mental health for me is just so important is because it was a big significant factor mm-hmm. in my college experience, and I think that for me, for my personal factors, you know, it was it was definitely the transition to university that it felt kind of lonely at times. Yeah. It was coming from a small town to a larger community. Um, and it was hard. It was hard for me because I was navigating this college experience and there was so many unknowns. You know, I think that, um, my friends that being back home or family members, maybe at that time I wasn't able to fully understand how much they were trying to be supportive, but also me feeling like they, they just didn't get it and they weren't as supportive as I needed them to be. 
um, you know, and it was, there was just so many different things, you know. It's be living alone for the first time. It's living on a budget, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> Definitely. <four. laughs> you know, then, then, but I think that your mental health, you know, um, any anything that affects it just kind of bleeds into all different aspects of um, different aspects of your life in general. You know, it goes into your schools, it goes into your relationships, it goes into just everything. So, to me, I think that that's what makes it just especially that much more important. It just makes sure that you take care of yourself and that you prioritize your health. You know, I think that at WSU, and I think it might be similar um, on other campuses, you know, um, there's resources and there's opportunities available for students. So at WSU, I went to counseling, and I and I do want to say I went to counseling a few times with a few different counselors um, because sometimes the first time or the second time or even the third time, just you just don't find the right counselor that kind of um, meets not necessarily your expectations i want to say but you know that you're able to have this good connection with um in order to focus on your mental health yeah um you know i think that at this time um it gives us a because we're barely mm, or i guess in a new area where we can be independent you know, I think that it's a really good time to establish, you know, even though you don't feel young, you definitely are young, um, and to establish that ultimately um, work for your mental health. So I, I did write down a few things um, as far as what you can do and what you, what I really, really strongly encourage everybody to really focus on um, as you're entering that new chapter of your life or even now. Um, while still at home and still being able to kind of um, have the opportunity to put these into your life is um, so the there's one two three four five six of them that I wrote down and the first one is to really heal your body and what I mean by healing your body is you know making sure that you're eating nutritiously and drinking enough water um, really keeping in mind that everything that you put into you you know it's either going to help you live healthier or it's going to ultimately you know drain you of energy or maybe make you not feel so great you know you really do need to feel your body to help it um work and be as efficient as you need it to be during this time of your life and you know it's important to take breaks um how many breaks and how often is completely up to you, you know? I was always told that you need to take like 15 minutes at every hour, but then there was times, you know, where I was so productive that I didn't need a break for like four hours or yeah. something. So it just depends on what you need and only you know what your body needs as well. Definitely. Um, I wrote down staying active and this is my being me being a little biased because I, <laughs> I studied kinesiology and, you know, I like to lift and lift heavy when I can um, with appropriate form um, but you know staying active is so important it releases the tension that um, you have in your body after being in class for hours and hours and yeah. it's so important to stay mobile because it, it is true that if you don't use it you lose it so if you don't use your balance you know your um, mobility that your body is capable of moving in um, 
break. Um, that does huge wonders for my stress levels and then I can actually be productive again after after that if you know it's a big homework night or whatnot but there's just so much and I only have good things to say about college really um, but it was very much um, a part of my journey figuring out my mental health routine throughout the first two years I would say yeah yeah I think that when I think about college I think about like some of the best times that I that I would absolutely relive, even the hard mm. moments, oh, even yeah. the moments where I didn't, you know, I didn't want to happen. And there's there's gonna be moments where it seems like everything is going wrong. And like you said, but you know, there's also going to be the most beautiful moments and the most rewarding moments. And at the end of your journey, you know, you're going to be getting that diploma and you're going to be looking back and you're going to be like, I made it. I did it. And it's been definitely one of the best chapters of my life for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm so excited. Just, I'm always just excited for anyone who's heading into college. Um, it just makes me so happy. I'm, I'm jealous. I wish I could, you know, finish this year and then start over as a freshman again and just like do it over and over and over. (laughs) Um, but unfortunately there's this thing called, you know, the job world. (laughs) It's time to hit that chapter for me personally, but, um, yeah, (laughs) but I would just say, um, throughout the time mental health is definitely something that's always going to be with you um throughout your time in college and for the rest of your life so it's really the best time to set up your your routine and what just find what works best for you there's there's always something different for everybody um so absolutely and you know I wrote down these things but that definitely doesn't mean that I'm an expert you know when I graduated from my from my bachelor's in 2016 I think so it's been a while and I'm still not even mastering any of these so there's yeah. going to be good times and then you just kind of have to rebalance yourself, reboot, and then just keep moving forward. Yeah, work in progress for sure. <laughs> Definitely. I love it. Well, Jacqueline, we are reaching our time for the day. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate all the things you've had to share. Thank you so much for sharing some of your um, personal story with us. Thank you so much for sharing some of your own mental health tips with us um, and just, you know, your overall words of wisdom. Is there any other final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners today? Um... You know, I think that something that I can also say is that for me, college, going to university and going to WSU specifically just offered me so many different skills. It mm-hmm. was such a big contributor, contributor to my independence and it gave me so many senses of connection both to myself as well as, you know, the network, um, my friends my friends that I have now that I feel like are my family, you know, and, you know, it just broadened my understanding of life so much more than I think. I truly believe that, you know, I would have gotten otherwise if I wouldn't have gone to WSU. So I, I just want to tell everybody that if it's really what you want, go for it. And, you know, and I am, so supportive in any way um, from afar through mental thoughts I guess (laughs) Um, maybe but yeah 
Well, that's incredible. And I think that that, you know, might just be the words of courage that somebody needs to hear. As far as um, anything we've talked about today, if students or listeners have any questions for you or just want to follow up on any of the topics that we talked about, or maybe, you know, even ask you more about your personal story, um, what, what is a good way for students to keep up with you or get in contact with you? I can give you my email address, and that's Jacqueline, so it's J-A-C-K-E-L-Y-N dot Ivalgo, H-I-B-A-L-G-O at W-S-U dot C-D-U. Perfect. Beautiful. And I will make sure to leave that in the description box for you all as well if you are trying to get in touch with um, Jacqueline. But thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I so appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. And thank you to you and everybody else who's um, who's involved with this for high school students. I really wish that I would have had this resource as a high school student. It's amazing and such awesome work. So, so much fun. Um, remember, everyone listening, uh, that you can reach us at Coogs Rise on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay updated on all new podcast episodes as well as any events that we are having as well. And so everyone listening, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.